You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. No George Russick this week, taking a little family time back out east. My name is Matty Rose. Peter Klein is here. Patty Dumas is here. GVP is here. Hour number two of the program coming up. A whole bunch of things happened yesterday on the internet. Some audio things that I want to share with you. Oh I also boy. got some Flames thoughts as uh, they are going to take on the Dallas Stars, Colorado Avalanche this weekend. Lost to the Nashville Predators in disappointing fashion. To say the least, last night, we'll get into all that. But right now, time to talk a little NFL. Week 12 gets going with a triple header today. How about that? 10.30 start here in Calgary. You will have the Lions taking on, uh, who do we have today? Packers. Packers. What am I doing? Ross Tucker joins us now to discuss week 12 and the rest of the NFL slate. And uh, his Thanksgiving weekend. Hi, Ross. How's it going? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? So far, so good. Uh, where does the American Thanksgiving rank on your list of American holidays? Wow, so that is a loaded question. Mm, in what and sense? That, it's a loaded question because Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, but I have not been home for it. In fact, I can't remember the last time I was home for it. It's been probably eight or nine years. So, like, right now, I typically I do an NFL game on the radio mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, and then I fly to a college city to do a college game on Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. Instead, this weekend right now, I'm in a hotel room in Lincoln, Nebraska. I've never been to Nebraska before in my life because tomorrow at noon Eastern – I am doing Iowa at Nebraska in the uh, the annual Black Friday game for CBS. So I love everything about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I love food. I love football. I love family. But I haven't actually been able to experience it for a long time. So um, those are the, I guess, the pros and the cons of uh you know, having the job that I do. Did you get to experience it more as a player then, or did you end up playing on Thanksgiving a lot? So I only played on Thanksgiving once in my seven years, and I started for the Dallas Cowboys in 2002 against the uh, Washington Redskins at the time, which was interesting because I had been cut by the Redskins a month earlier. Mm. So I literally was starting – so, like, all the guys on defense for the Redskins, they had been my teammates the past year and a half. I had been with them for a year and a half. I got cut by Spurrier. I go to Dallas, and now I'm starting on Thanksgiving against those same guys. It's weird. It's weird to, like, play against guys that were your teammates in a very, very serious business, very, very serious game. It's, um, it's a unique thing for sure. Um, I got two funny stories from that game. You guys want to hear them? I would love that. Yeah. Okay. So, number one, I had a roommate when I played in Washington, mm-hmm. a, a fellow offensive lineman. We're still friends to this day. His name's Alex Solstead. And so we were roommates. We had an apartment together in Northern Virginia where Washington's facility is. And so um, – before the game, you know, like, I don't know, two and a half hours before the game when you do like a pre-pre-pre-game a warm-up, 
I went out there, and he came out to the 50-yard line and gave me all my mail. He brought my mail out to the 50-yard line. Yes. And there was a long snapper there uh, named Ethan Albright. And Ethan said, uh, I've been in the NFL for 17 years, and I have never seen that before. I've never seen a mail exchange at the 50-yard line before the game. And here's the thing. I wasn't having anything good sent to that apartment. It was all like bills. Yep. Yeah. It was all like bills. I'm like, why don't you just pay him? Like, why, why, why are you really just get on a plane and fly from Virginia to Dallas to hand me bills at the 50-yard line before the Thanksgiving Day game? So I will say this. It's incredibly, incredibly unique and special to start that game. Um, last I checked, it's like – the most watched game, the, the Cowboys yeah. Thanksgiving Day game, is the most watched game other than the Super Bowl. Like it's it's nuts. It is uh, it's really really a big deal. So it was it was truly an honor to play in that game because of all the eyeballs on it. And then after that, what's cool is you get the whole weekend off. So yeah. it's only my second year, guys. I'm 23 years old okay you know i didn't redshirt or anything in college so the next morning i'm on the first flight to philly my cousin picks me up i get back to my hometown an hour west of philly that night friday night of thanksgiving weekend just happened to be my fifth year high school reunion wow so imagine imagine going your fifth year reunion and you started for the Dallas Cowboys the day before. <laughs> kind of a big deal, like, hey? Like, like I couldn't even have dreamt that if I tried. <laughs> like, like, if you said, what's best case scenario for your fifth year reunion? I don't think I would have even had the guts to say start for the Dallas Cowboys the day before. It was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I walked into that bar. And any girl that didn't like me in high school, I just started staring right, staring right at him. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, how you doing now, Barbara? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh-huh. What did you do for Thanksgiving? Oh, okay. You got to get, oh, that's nice. No, I couldn't be home, unfortunately. I start for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Everything about it was amazing. Um, except the one guy, I gave up a sack in the game to Bruce Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, he only had 200 of them, which, by the way, that's my claim to fame, guys. Bruce Smith only has 199 career sacks if it wasn't for me. Okay, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So, so there's one guy, like this little, like, uh, little scrawny guy, he brings up the sack <laughs> at the reunion. Oh. He's like, oh, I saw that play with Bruce Smith. <laughs> and I was like, Matt, I'm five, five beers deep. Are you trying to get punched in the face? What are you doing? <laughs> like, like, what? What, I will block you out of this right bar now? if yeah. you want me to show you what I can do. Yeah, you want to see a pancake yeah, yeah, block? Yeah. You, want your, you want to take your chance? Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Well, uh, it's great that you had all those reunions on Thanksgiving. You had the reunion with your old line mate, you had the high school reunion, and, and now we're having a little reunion here as we usually do on our Thursdays. Uh, I did want to ask you about this Cowboys and Commanders game. The Cowboys are a heavy favorite, but they're 1-11 in or they're one in ten in their last eleven Thanksgiving Day games. Do you read anything into that kind of track record? One in ten in their last eleven when they are such a heavy favorite against Washington. Do you give Washington a chance given the history of Dallas on this particular day? I give Washington a chance 
because really of Sam Howell. Um, I'm kind of a Sam Howell believer, and I think that he's going to be able to go out and be competitive. In fact, maybe this is like hopeful thinking, right, or wishful thinking, but I'm hoping Jordan Love can give us a game and be competitive for the, the Packers against the Lions. And I'm hoping Sam Howell does the same thing against the Cowboys. I, you know, they're both pretty big spreads. And, again, maybe this is, you know, wishful thinking, but I, um, I'm thinking that I, I believe that I think that uh, Sam Howell will give us a game. I still think the Cowboys win, but I don't think it'll be a blowout. Uh, what have you made of Jordan Love with Green Bay taking on Detroit? Uh, the Packers have had strong quarterback play since humans started roaming the earth. Um, what have you made of the, the first full year of Jordan Love with the Packers? You know, um, ups and downs, uh, probably about what to be expected. But then, you know, you look at, you look at what happens with, like, C.J. Stroud in Houston. And so it's hard to, like, it's hard to grade on too much of a curve for love, right? Like he's been there now for what? Four years. He's been in that offense with Matt LaFleur. CJ Stroud just got there to Houston. He's lighting up the NFL. So while I, while, you know, there's a chance, I think that, you know, love becomes a really good player. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get there. I I guess I felt like I, I would like for him to be uh, further along at this point, given that it's year four, he's been in that offense. Uh, the the primetime game tonight, Seattle playing host to San Francisco, uh, first place in the division on, on the line. Uh, it, it seems like adding Chase Young to a defense makes you pretty good. Uh, San Francisco looks like they figured a couple of things out post by what, what have you seen from the, the 49ers here in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. I mean, they have been uh, much better. There's no question. Brock Purdy's been fantastic. I do think Chase Young adds a lot. Um, you know, one of the important characteristics for a defensive end, and you guys probably know this, but if you actually really look at it closely, it's their get-off time. It's how quickly they get off the ball. And Chase Young's been getting off the ball really, really quickly, which is uh, highly, highly encouraging. Highly encouraging, I think. For uh, for the Niners, so now that now they're cooking with gas on both sides of the ball. They got Debo and Trent Williams back on the offense, on defense. They've got Chase Young, Purdy's back playing. To be honest with you, like an MVP caliber candidate the last couple games, and maybe, if he keeps playing like this, he's going to get in the race. How as an offensive line, how do you handle when there there are two elite level pass rushers like like Young and Bosa could be? For, for San Francisco? Do you just tell your quarterback, hey, man, you got to get it out quick today, that this is, this is going to be rough? Or how do you handle something like that? Well, the key there then is really the interior O-line and the interior D-line, right? Because you can slide the center left or right either way and kind of have three for two and try to negate what that guy's doing uh, on that side. And on the other side, you can have the running back run through the outside armpit of the other end and kind of slow him down that way. But then if you're doing that, you might be softer in the middle. That's when it's up to Hargrave and Armstead and those guys to find a way to uh, perform at a high level and get pressure because they should be then getting more favorable matchups.
Yeah, just pick which duo of all pro players you, you want to, to try to beat you, basically, is, is how you handle that. Like, it, it's crazy the talent San Francisco can have on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they're very, very impressive. Although losing Hufunga, Talanoa Hufunga, mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is a tough one for them, for sure. Uh, out in Pittsburgh, they make the, the first in-season coaching change since 1941 for them this week with Matt Canada being ousted as the offensive coordinator. Um, is that it? Is this now going to be a, a great offense or are there maybe a couple more issues with Pittsburgh's uh, offensive setup? Well, it feels like a lot of times they end up getting a boost from that. So I think they'll at least get a temporary boost today from uh, from what there's from what they're going to get from, you know, Matt Canada being out and Mike Sullivan calling the plays. I honestly think, guys, they did this as much as anything because they wanted to see what they have in Kenny Pickett, right? Like, I think that they are skeptical about what they have in Kenny Pickett a little bit. And so they wanted to remove one of the variables because you talk to Steelers fans and they're always like, well, it's Canada. Well, it's because of Canada. It's because of Canada. Well, so they wanted to remove that so you, you can't just say that it's happening because of Matt Canada. Yeah, kind of take away some of the, the excuses there for sure. Um, big, one of the big games of the week, I, I don't know if a lot of people had this one circled for this week at the beginning of the year, uh, but Houston hosting Jacksonville. Again, basically first place in the division on the line. You, you kind of mentioned C.J. Stroud earlier. What have you seen from this rookie quarterback that has elevated Houston so much in year one? He's just awesome. Uh, I mean, he's very, very confident. He's very decisive with where he wants to go with the football. Uh, He's got an arm. It it just seems like he's processing things so quickly. Now, listen, he he, he mentioned this like Steph Curry. He's going to keep shooting. And, you know, he had three interceptions last week, almost cost him the game. And so we'll find out whether or not that cost him this game. But I just, it feels like he's ahead of any rookie we've seen in a while. I mean, somebody asked me yesterday, I think it was Dan Patrick's show, who I'd rather have for the rest of their career, Trevor Lawrence or C.J. Stroud. And I said C.J. Stroud. I think that's probably fair at this point. Are you surprised that it's gotten to this point by already here in the season? Like, Trevor Lawrence, we thought he was going to take a bigger step than this. Well, Lawrence just had a really good game. So let's see if that continues. And he came off the second half of last year where he was really good. But I don't know. Like, I, would, the Jag, would the Texans be 6-4 and four with Trevor Lawrence? Mm. I don't know that. Yeah. I do think the Jags would be 7-3 and three with C.J. Stroud. So to me, that's kind of how I do it. How much do you think the back and forth across the pond for the Jags has been a factor this season? I don't because mm. they stayed over there. Yeah. And they won five straight, including two over there. I think it's no factor at all. Fair enough. Uh, hey, you mentioned you're calling an, an Iowa game this week. I've been dipping my toe into college football a little bit this season. One of the things I've learned is that Iowa can defend, but I want to ask, what's the most exciting part about their offense? <laughs> um, probably this new receiver they got. Number three, Caleb Brown. He originally went to Ohio State as like a running back. He is electric. He's the highest rated recruit I think Iowa's ever had. So, uh, and he really started to come on that last game against Illinois. Looking forward to seeing what he does today. The total for those games are typically like in the low 30s. I think they had a total set at 29 earlier this year. 
for Iowa, which was uh, in- impressive to see, nevertheless. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you something else here, Ross, um, because it is Thanksgiving down in the U.S., and I just I had a feeling that, you know who the true hero is of these hosting events? Who? It's the host. It's, it's typically the matriarch of the family. Um, they go out, they get all the groceries, they do all the prep, they clean, they do all the dishes, they, they clear dinner, they make sure everyone's tucked in when they're having their naps, watching that, that middle-of-the-day game. They clean up after everyone's left, but they don't always get thanked. And sometimes there might be a great way to thank them after. Like, I, I just wonder if you have any ideas as to a way that I could maybe thank a, uh, an amazing Thanksgiving host without just saying thank you. I'm glad you said that. The answer is myfrontpagestory.com. By the way, we got a couple of orders last week mm. from terrific Calgarians that realized they wanted to do something special. The key is any loved one in your life that you really want to do something different or unique this year, to have a story written all about them and how amazing they are. Most people get them for their wives or their moms because it's just the awesomest gift ever. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It's framed. It has pictures of her and the kids. And really, when they open it up, it's emotional right away. But then when they see the quotes like, I just don't thank her enough for everything she does for the family, they cry almost every time. So if you want to have something that makes them cry happy tears and you want them to be in a position where it's a gift that they have hanging up in their house forever, it's like the gift that keeps on giving, well, that's myfrontpagestory.com, myfrontpagestory.com. Always appreciate the time, Ross. Enjoy Thanksgiving, my man. All right, sounds good. See you guys. There you go. Ross Tucker joined us down the uh, guest hotline for Tom's House of Pizza. Brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza. Pizza made to perfection with locations in Calgary and in Okotoks. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio here in hour two. Worried about radon? We install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. Coming up in the next segment, I've got a whole bunch of little audio tidbits I'd like to share a few thoughts on flames and the predators as well a couple of things that I just want to put out on the air before Brent Cron joins us and then we can maybe rehash a few things with our uh, flames analyst who's going to join us just after eight o'clock this morning for all kind door services but right now we have to do our NFL week 12 big bets for sports select hit it GVP show me the money here comes the money here we go money talks here comes the money Gambling? What's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. It's a fact. Not yeah, accurate. It's not gambling if you know you're going to win. No, that's just called winning. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> How about the season, boys? Uh, Pete's going to make some picks this week. We yeah, got a, a special guest picker. We also have George's picks via Texty McTexterson. Here's our standings through week number 11. Your boy, Matty Rose at the top, 42-21-3. Ooh, that'll do. 21 games over 500. Nice. You actually have 42 wins. Yeah, 42-21-3. Oh, My bad. My bad. 21 he, games over 500. He's not underselling himself at all. No, he's not. What do I undersell here? Nothing. I All I do is sell winners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Patty, 32, 30, and 4 on the season. George, tough week last week. He's fallen to 30, 34, and 2. We've selected six games. We got two today, uh, not the Friday game. And no. then four, yeah, four of them on Sunday, two, one in the early set, two in the afternoon, yeah. and the Sunday nighter. We'll start with the Packers and the Detroit Lions. Pete, you can go first. Oh, wow. This is so much pressure. Yeah, um, it is. Go. Yeah, okay. So I I think this one, Lions, minus seven and a half. Uh, Green Bay's offense, I don't think, can take advantage of the clear holes in Detroit's defense. And Green Bay is 24th in defensive efficiency. Detroit's offense, fifth in success rate. I think Detroit scores on almost every possession they have oh. and um, allows me to get a nap in by about midway through the third quarter of this game. So you're taking so the Lions. Lions minus seven and a half. Patrick? Uh, I think Green Bay can keep this one within a touchdown. Despite all these injuries, that waxing gibbous moon tonight. Yeah, it's a really good point <laughs> yeah. by you. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. moon is definitely going to affect that, this game that, at 10.30 right? in what, the morning. Exactly. What is affecting your pick here more? The waxing gibbous or your Green Bay Packers toque that you're currently <laughs> wearing? <laughs> <laughs> the waxing gibbous? Is that it? It's the gibbous. Yeah, it's the uh, gibbous. Yeah, great. Yeah, I know. This team's beat up right now, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Jordan Love can elevate his game again. Let's make it three in a row. Uh, we'll see, but I, I, I'll just take the lot. Packers plus seven and a half here. All right, let's see what George said. I can't take the Lions as over a touchdown favorite on Thanksgiving. I'm aware this is a really good Detroit team, but my memories of the Lions get their ass kicked on U.S. Thanksgiving run deep. Take the Packers plus the points. Fair enough. I'm going to do what I always do, and I'm going to take the under. 47 and a half is a lot of points, especially in primetime games where it feels like everybody usually chokes and they're usually not as exciting as we would have <laughs> hoped. I also don't have a lot of faith in the Packers offense putting up points against this Detroit defense. Uh, I could see this being like a 20 to 15 type of game, maybe yeah. 2010. 47 and a half is a lot. I'm going under. Next game, we have the 49ers and the Seahawks. Your nightcap this evening, the Niners are favored by seven. Your total is set at 44 and a half, Pete. I, San Francisco, I, I think, has figured a lot out, and I think Seattle is a little fraudulent. 19th in defensive efficiency. San Francisco's offense is first in EPA per dropback and first in dropback success rate. I think they kind of exposed Seattle for being a little fraudulent. I got San Francisco minus seven. Patrick? Uh, give me the Seahawks plus seven here. Look at you two going head yes, to head. It's a big spot you here You guys going to scrap tomorrow, too? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. No, he's going to be too depressed. I'm 2-0 and oh on this one. Oh, oh. right on. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Damn, it's fighting words. It's a, it's a, <laughs> scrap them. It's a big spot. Seattle divisional game. Look like Michael McCarron and yeah, Dennis Gilbert. Exactly. He's got a little yeah. bit of a reach on you here. Yeah, and I think um, I think the Lumen Field crowd, the 12th man, is going to be loud. It's going to help Geno Smith out. I'm excited to see Zach Charbonnet finally get his go here tonight and uh, get a real run at running back as well. It is, but how does he do on a waxing gibbous moon? It's a really good point. I don't point. know. I don't yeah. know about Seattle. Uh, let's see. It uh, is the throwing arm elbow for Geno Smith that was banged up too. It was. Source. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to take Seattle plus All right. seven. All right. What is George doing? I'm feeling the Seahawks slash Niners game could be low scoring. I'm leaning the under. Screw it. Take the under. <laughs> what does he mean screw it? The I under has know. been red hot this year. Yeah, especially at night. No one likes to bet the under. I get it because it's not fun to watch. Right. Go defense. Nothing quite like sweating an under when you're like, God, I just need them to be held to a field goal here. Or you get to the end and you're like, just please miss this PAT. Because under or over, you can hit it during a game. Yeah. Under, there's always. always under, you always got to wait till the end. Yeah. Always got to wait till the end. 
Hey, Chiefs unders have been great because they don't score any points in the second half this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm also taking the under on this game, 44 and a half. I just think that the defenses are so much better than the offenses. The only problem here is if Brock Purdy goes off just like he did last week. That's what I'm worried about. Jags and Texans are our third game. Jacksonville is favored by two and a half points. The total is set at 48 and a half. The division essentially on the line between these two. A playoff spot essentially on the line as these two battle for top spot down in the NFC zone? AFC zone. AFC zone. Mm -hmm. Close enough. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, screw it, I'm taking the under. <laughs> I, I think uh, Jacksonville's... <laughs> I don't get that. What does that mean? Jacksonville's offense actually has kind of just been a little mid when you look at the stats, and the defense has stepped up. I think they keep this game close. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a bit more low scoring than people uh, anticipate. So give me under 84 and a half. You mean 48 and a half? 48 and a half. <laughs> Eight, <laughs> I, you 80, heard me. <laughs> 84 and a half. I'm yeah. like, all right, Ooh. where'd you get that at? Adjusted lines here. Uh, all right? Minus 15,000. Yeah. All I do is hand out winners, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Clip it. Te technically right. Okay, yeah. Pat. You're G up. Give me uh, you know, the Texans have won 10 of the last 11 against the Jags. Uh, it's a home game. I think CJ Stroud's going to you know, settle down a little bit more. He's going to shoot like Steph Curry. Steph Curry's one of the best at doing it. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Houston plus two and a half. George. Jags have looked damn good lately, but there is something about this Houston team that'll keep it close. Take the Texans plus the points. I think this is the third time we've ever done this, Patrick, but I'm also taking the Texans plus the points. Whoa. Whoa. I think we're one and one when we all pick the exact same thing on one game. Yeah. Nice little family play. It's nice to see. Yeah. Thanks. American Thanksgiving, Happy too. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Two one and two all. Okay. Right on. Thanksgiving Day uh, is here. <laughs> I'm thankful. Are you? Keep going. No, please. I want more. <laughs> Are you? For mother and for father. I'm thankful. Are you? <laughs> Our little songbird, George Russick. <laughs> so beautiful. Cleveland Browns, Denver Broncos. Denver's favored by a point and a half. And we got just a teeny tiny total at oh 35 and a half. <laughs> Pete? That under is really... Under 53 and a half. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's cute that Denver has been playing better football. This Cleveland defense is elite. First in basically every category you should care about. I am taking Cleveland plus a point and a half in this one. Patrick. Oh, I really want to do it. I really want to do, do the it. under in this. Do it. Yeah, give me the under in this oh, yeah. Denver-Cleveland sicko six, game. Three games. La. Sicko game at mile <laughs> high. Defenses ball out. Give me over a field goal and a half on both these kickers. Oh, What's yeah. wrong with oh, that? Oh, Dustin Hopkins. Plus 250. Dustin Hopkins, man. Ooh, yeah. so tasty. <laughs> All right, what's George doing? Browns at Broncos will be a game where points go to die. Take the under. <laughs> oh. I'm going to take the over here. All right. I don't really? ever I don't ever take overs. 35 and a half is just too small. It's too small. I really like Miles Garrett. I like what he does. But like the Broncos have been playing a lot better, especially offensively. I don't know what the Browns are going to be doing offensively, but 35 and a half is just so small. I'm going to take the over here. Next game we got the Bills and the Eagles. Philly's favored by three and a half points. The total set at 48 and a half. This one going down at the link in Philly. What are you doing, PK? Buffalo just hasn't beat teams of this quality this season. Um, all of their wins, except for the Miami game, have come against bad teams. Eagles are maybe the best team in the league, so I'll take uh, Philadelphia minus three and a half. Mm -hmm. 
Patrick. Yeah, hard, hard not to argue with that one. Uh, I, I the Eagles, despite looking bad on offense last week, uh, they were able to, to find a way to win. And I again, I Buffalo just, just has been beating up on the bad teams of late, and they've been lucky uh, in a lot in, in, to get. To, well, I mean, I shouldn't say that lucky. I mean, they could have easily beaten Denver, but uh, they just gave that one to Denver. But you know what? It's a big one for Buffalo, but it's also big for Philadelphia as they try and put more space between them and, and San Francisco. They're in this gauntlet of crazy teams, like five in a row against playoff teams. Uh, give me the Eagles, minus three and a half. George? Can't trust the Bills going up in class here. Take the Eagles to soar. <laughs> Sound like a guy who just got stopped by Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have it. I got it. That ah! should be Or, or. What do you have? Wait, uh, you got something else to add to this I, cornucopia of sound? Yeah, just give me What do you have? Okay, well, just. Here, I'll play this while you find it. That ah! should be 3 1, and somebody's a frustrated player on the Oxford Nashville. Can't believe it. I don't know ah! what the hell happened to ah! Okay. It's all good. Good work, team. Uh, I'm going to take the over on this game. Oh, we're just throwing out points this week. Yeah, I know. Listen, the Eagles, their offense got decimated by that Chiefs front. I think they are going to come back engaged and ready to show out against this Bills team that, like George said, they're going to class up against the Eagles, which was not the case the last few years here. I also think that the Bills just, they're going to score 15 to 20 points, and Josh Allen is going to probably have two picks, but... Even if they get 20 points, I like that. I think that's enough. I think we can hit the total here, 48 and a half. We're going to go the over. I had found my scream. Okay. Kuchar right corner. Let's oh. go, Stamkos! Score! Ah! That should be. Let's go, Stamkos! Score! Ah! <laughs> last game we're picking is the Ravens and the Chargers. The Ravens are favored by 30. Uh, <laughs> I got Chargers plus the points. Chargers plus 30. Yeah. Oh, man, I might. <laughs> Look, I think Stop it. it. <laughs> Ravens are favored by three and a half. The total is set at 48 and a half, PK. You see my notebook here? I got all these nice color-coded yeah, stats and is. all that. Doesn't matter. Oh, he just Whoa. threw them back. Threw it out wow. the window. Ravens, was, are, Ravens are just a better football team than the Chargers are. That was some good theater for radio. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'll be honest. I was hoping it would make a bigger noise, but as I was tossing, I remember. No, it hit your backpack. And yeah. <laughs> I remember I had my coffee right there. Yeah. I was like, that, that's going to end real bad. So I was going to like chuck it against the window, but I uh, didn't want to spill Man, coffee. Man, if we so. had video, you guys would have loved that. Yeah, would have. You yeah, guys, trust me. I've, it was awesome. I've always said I would have exceeded more on video. Um, I'm going to go Baltimore minus three and a half just because they're better at football. Okay, good point. Uh, Patrick? Uh, I like the under in this one because nobody's good at football. And it's Sunday night football. Okay, no. good. George? Feeling a ton of points in this Sunday night. Uh, Take the over. I hate the Let's George. Go Let's go. Let's go. What? The, what? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Is that just because he had no analysis and he just wrote "Let's go" so he could be done with it? And then there's <laughs> is is that exactly what that is? Let's go. That's really good stuff from George. <laughs> oh, he just mailed in his last pick there. <laughs> yeah, he went Ravens Chargers over. I'm done. Get yeah. me Let's out of go. Here. Yeah, I'm also taking the over, and I hate it because I've got too many picks that match George's, and frankly, 
we're having a little bit of different seasons here this year. Yeah. And I don't like the fact that we're doubling up on a bunch here, but I am going to take the over Ravens and Chargers. There's one thing the Chargers do. It's put up a bunch of points and then blow it in the end. There you go. So if they put up a bunch of points and then they blow it, that means the other team has also had to put up a bunch of points. Therefore, over 48 and a half. Can't argue with the analysis. Those are our picks. Let's go. Three games today. We are three hours away from kickoff between the Packers and the Lions. It's going to be a ton of fun. Those are our NFL big bets. They're brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportsselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Uh, You can find Hour 1 of the big show. It's up wherever you get your podcasts now. Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, all sorts of fun stuff in there. We talked about uh, Thanksgiving a little bit. We talked about the Flames and the Predators. We had the morning report in there with a great breakdown of yesterday's NHL action. Um, Up Coming up in the break here, uh, I got a couple of things that I want to share with you. I got a couple of thoughts on uh, the Flames and the Predators from yesterday. I want to rehash something from the Grey Cup parade yesterday and um i also have a little geography geography thing that i want to do might save it for when cron's here but tbd we got a lot of different things it's going to be just a little mishmash segment but it's going to be really fun to listen to you're going to have to take my word on it i know you don't trust me but take my word on it sports at 960 the fan hour number two of the big show george russick away this week little family time he'll be back Middle of next week. PK's here hanging out. Hi. Patty Dumas is here. In spirit. <laughs> GVP is here. Yeah, buddy. Let's yeah, get computer open. Yeah, buddy. Change all these picks right now. GVP, did you watch any of the Wranglers game yesterday? Uh, no. Oh, me neither. But I did see some highlights. Game. Yeah. Dustin Wolf, shut out. Exactly what that team needed. Ben Jones, Snipe City. (laughs) What a clip. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, now that you bring that up, I forgot to mention. Can you save that forever for me? Yeah, sure. Okay, right on. Not hard. I would like to have that. Matt Coronado, a couple points. Got 11 and 10 now. I was listening to uh, Steinberg on the post-game show yesterday on my way in. I'm not going to stay up and watch and listen. Like some sort of, I had to get to bed. Beauty sleep and all that jazz. Yeah. But I listened this morning. And it's working for you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Got my glow up on. (laughs) Um, I was listening to Patty, and he said that he feels like they should have called up Matt Coronado a little while ago. Oh, really? I don't know if I feel the same way. I don't know where you'd put him. That's my thing. Like, I I wouldn't want to call him up and have him hanging out with Greer and Ruzichka on the fourth line. You know, like, if you're calling him up... if, if. if this Zari issue is maybe a bit more of an extended Absence. issue, then then maybe because I I don't know if Dubé works. The thing there, is, Zari know. finished that game, so I feel like he's yeah. I feel I like it's more fun. dinged up, yeah, banged up as they like to say. Yeah, he's a little banged up right yeah. now. When Zari sore. when Zari comes back, do you move him up if you're trying to bring Coronado in? You move Zari up to that top line with Lindholm and Majapani, and then. You'd have to play one of those guys on their off wing, Pospisil and Coronado with Kadri. I am That's being, the only fit I can really think of. I am being needlessly stubborn about giving Sharon Govich opportunities like he has right now. Um, and I understand, like, I, a nice goal last night. But other than that, like, it hasn't been glowing results. But I would like to keep him up there for an extended stretch. With Lindholm? So, yeah. So, honestly, I don't mind Coronado hanging out in the American Hockey League for a little bit. Go ahead, ball out. 
like I've kind of liked the way the three lines have rolled with yeah. Huberto, Backlund, Coleman, and then Kadri with Pospisil and Zeri. Like I've really, I've really liked the Zeri and Kadri tandem, and I like that pair. And that's yeah. why I wouldn't maybe press to move Zari up GVP. Like I would wonder about putting Coronado. I was just throwing an option out there. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, yeah. I just don't want Coronado on that that fourth line because yeah. that, uh, that felt like a tough one. A hundred percent, and yeah. and w- that's why I mentioned like. My my thought is like just leave him down there because yeah. there's there isn't a spot for him necessarily right now. And this is a team that didn't go out and sign a bunch of veterans to block the rookies. It's just the fact that Pospisil is playing better than we expected. Zary is playing better than we expected. Yeah. Also, if things go the way we think they're probably going to go, there'll be, be a chance. Could be some room. Yeah. Could be some room to come up here in the next little bit. So there's also nothing wrong with going from the NCAA to the AHL for a year. Yeah. And lighting the lighting the world on fire. When this is a team that their aspirations are high, given what the group has, sure. But is this a team that legitimately looks at itself like a cup contender? I don't know about that. Yeah. So if it's better for his development, like let let him go down there and dominate for a bit. If it's like, and I understand that the point streak is maybe a little bit like maybe he's not as dominant as over a point per game would suggest, but it, it's still... He's pretty dominant every time I've watched him. Yeah. Like, whenever he has the puck on his stick, there's a lot of good happening. But at the same time, you know, you do wonder about a guy who maybe doesn't get as engaged as time goes on down there, but nevertheless. Uh, the Wranglers do have a couple games this weekend at home. It's against the Abbotsford Canucks, which is always a good matchup. They're both 1 o'clock starts Saturday and Sunday, and we're going to carry both of them here on Sportsnet 960 for you as well. Uh, Flames and Predators last night. We're going to get into this with Brent Cron a lot more coming up in about 15, 20 minutes when he stops by for the final hour of the program. Um, chippy game. Mm-hmm. Power play didn't hold its own. Didn't hold up its end of the bargain. Nope. Gave up a shorty early on. And the weird Forsberg goal kind of took any chance of a comeback out of the game. A game where the team overall just didn't look nearly as sharp. They they looked a lot more like the team that was losing six in a row yeah. than the team that had points in seven of eight. Yeah, defensively very scrambly. Um, and when Markstrom going, kept them in that game. Yeah, when you're going against Nyquist and O'Reilly and Forsberg, scrambly is not how I would want to describe my defense. That seems like a problem. Yeah, that that feels like on a good team that should be like a, a really good second line. Maybe Forsberg makes any line that he's on a force line, but nevertheless... Would have liked to see a little bit more from the team yesterday, yeah. but I don't know. Day off in Broadway. Who knows what happened? Um, now they go to Dallas. They got oh, practice today. They play the Dallas Stars tomorrow uh, at American Airlines Center, and then they'll head up to Colorado for the second half of that back-to-back as they take on the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, a couple things to keep an eye on for the Calgary Flames is that they continue on this roadie stars are struggling with losses in their last one game so we'll see if oh, they can uh yeah, see if they good. can fall off thank you for that i appreciate it yeah that was that was a, a hearty chortle you yeah. gave him there <laughs> oh this guy's a funny one <laughs> this guy's got jokes oh 26 points they're 12 4 and 2 atop the central division and the western conference oh pardon me the gold knights are top of the western conference they're, yeah, not, they're struggling they're behind the vancouver canucks too. two games in hand but, yeah. and then you get the 12 and 6 colorado avalanche where listen this is a um, this is a tough little, little stretch of games for the team. We talked about it yesterday. Until Christmas, you don't have any cupcake matches. No, nope. you don't get the Blue Jackets, you don't get the Sharks, you don't get the Blackhawks, you don't get any of that. No, nope. you get a steady diet of Vegas, Minnesota, Carolina, yeah, Tampa Bay, L.A., Florida. Tampa. You get all that, yeah, all that juicy stuff. 
But it starts here with the Dallas Stars and the Cowboy Avalanche, uh, Colorado Avalanche, Cowboy Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche to close. Cowboy them, Avalanche. Them Cowboy yeah. Avalanche. Down in Colorado. Hey, did you hear about these wild pigs that are going down into Colorado? Yeah, they're like, coming from here. They're coming from here? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've heard nothing about any of this. Okay, I wanted to bring this up with uh, Brent a little bit more because someone from Winkler, Manitoba, I feel like this might have a little bit of a crossover for him. <laughs> but uh, essentially, like in the 80s, there was like this huge uptick in swine yep. as farm animals in Alberta. Super mm. pigs, they're yeah, calling them. Th- listen, they're not um, native to Alberta. They're, I, I think they're like Eurasian. Yeah, they're, they're, European. they're, they, they're European. They were brought over here from this, like when they came over yeah, here and, for, and for, settled. For farmland, yeah. essentially. <laughs> and they weren't, there was a downtick. There was a bit of a. There was a reason that the farmers said mm, pigs aren't a good idea anymore. And essentially, what they just did is everything. they just they just cut the fences and they just let them out oh. because it was like it wasn't financially responsible to keep having them. So we'll just release them. But the thing is that pigs are extremely resilient. Yeah, they can survive in the winter. Mm-hmm. They can eat essentially anything. They're also way smarter than you might think. Um, to the sense that. Like, as time has gone on, it has become a bit of a problem, and people have had to try to eradicate these, as P- as Pat called them, super pigs. Because they're, they're the most if, invasive species on the planet. They're they are them. the most invasive species on the planet, because they essentially don't have predators, because they're big, and they go in herds. Mean. They're mean as well. They actually killed a, a lady in the U.S. back in 2019. Jeez. Um, but, yeah, they and, and they also, the, the part on smart, people started hunting them, and then the pigs stopped coming out during the day. They turned into nocturnal creatures. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're going to shoot me? I'm just going to come I'm out just at gonna, night. I'm just going to come out at night instead. Yeah. And Americans are very worried. So what happened was back in February, this became a story because like CBS and The Guardian and all these people started publishing stuff on it because apparently for the last five or six years, they've been crossing the border. Oh. Illegal aliens, if oh. you will. They've just been wandering across the border because there's no wall between the Canada and American border. They just wander down into Longest North Dakota and Montana and on all these states, <laughs> and they're just destroying the ecosystem. And then yesterday, the Associated Press did a story on it, so it, it was back in the the sphere of social media. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just super pigs in Canada invading the U.S. from I, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. I, for one, think it's very irresponsible oh. that we've allowed that amount of bacon to cross also, the, the border down there when yeah, we just but, had it here. Especially because they're not going to do it right down there. They're right. They're going to turn it into whatever it is they do with bacon. Uh, yeah. In Wrong. Texas, they made it a law that you're allowed to hog hunt from hot air balloons. <laughs> yeah. That? Yo, that is sounds <laughs> like a Mad Lib. That sounds like Florida <laughs> right there. Like, I, I did know. Like, yeah, I, I have that seen, does sound like a Mad Lib. Yeah, yeah, I went hog hunting in an air balloon in Texas. Like, <laughs> like I, I have seen videos of people hunting wild boar from, like, choppers and stuff yeah, with, yeah. like, the Gatling guns. Um, but That I, seems I, reasonable. Yeah, totally. It's, um... Hoorah! <laughs> 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 This is how this isn't a movie, like the, the next Charnado thing. Yeah. Super pig coming Super to it. Super pig. Yeah. The but only like, way to hunt him? Hot air balloons. Who thought of, like, uh, hey, we need something else? That thing. We can put yeah. a gun in that. Yeah. Like, that yeah. sounds remarkably dangerous. I already don't trust a hot air balloon because no. it feels like you're really giving your, your life up to nature. And if there's one thing I don't trust, it's Mother Nature. There's a lot of things I don't trust, but Mother Nature is certainly one of them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Hot air balloons, hey? (laughs) 
just imagine, uh, just like like a, a handgun. <laughs> you know he's got the rest of just this. a handgun, just firing down. <laughs> Instead of doing like the the desk pop like they do in, in the other guys, they're yeah. just down. Mm. Boom. That wasn't even what I wanted. There's, to, a, uh, there's I, a little trap thing that you have to kick out through the <laughs> thing. Like, All right, I'm <laughs> oh, crawling up the rope. Yeah, climbing. <laughs> There's like a gorilla militia of of pigs. They're fighting back. (laughs) All right. I didn't even mean to get to this today. Hey, did you see Marson Lynch yesterday? No. Because uh, was he in a hot air balloon? No, this is completely different. I'm going to take a hard right turn here. I need you guys to hold on to to your seatbelts because this is going to be a hard turn. So yesterday, the Kraken and the Golden Knights released their winter classic jerseys, which, by the way, had already been leaked by NBA teams. Which, uh, the Utah Jazz and AEW yeah. uh, leaked both yeah, the jerseys. Both, uh, both jerseys got leaked. Two of the weirdest sources to leak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Utah Jazz and AEW. Yeah, the Utah Jazz were wearing the, Kra- the Kraken's yep. jersey, which yep. Utah, Washington... Same same owner, I think. Yeah, it's uh, just, it, okay. Yeah, I guess. It's, uh, yeah, Ryan Smith, his uh, big still, connection still with the a bit of a reach, but yeah. So he had his NBA guys show up in the Kraken jersey, which was great. So we all got to see them yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then the Kraken posted a video where they were showing their jersey to their new ownership and or one of their part part owners. And this particular part owner was a, a big fan of the jersey. He also thought that it was his jersey. It had the number 24 on it because the Winter Classic is going to be on January 1st, 2024. So it had the number 2024 on it. He thought it was for him. It was uh, not for him. Oh, no. The audio is quite good. No, nah, this is mine. Look, you ain't you ain't got the shoulders. To, oh, this the only one? Oh, from, and it's mine? Who going to stop me from taking this? I'm curious. Who, 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 who going to put their neck on the line to do it? That thing don't work. You know what I mean? You act like this ain't. F- Why else would it have my f- number on it? You just told me you just gave me the one of one jersey that is not even out yet, and I'm finna wear this. And then he got up and he goes, "Now I have to call your boss." <laughs> who gonna stop me from taking this? I love. That. I'm curious. Who 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 gonna? Can you play that part that one more time? Don't work. There is a nervous laugh as soon as he finishes saying that. The like, person huh? who's like, wait, what? what? Who gonna stop me from taking this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's that realization yeah. looking around the room like, oh, the answer is no one. Yeah, it's <laughs> certainly not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know who it is. I know who it isn't. And that's anyone in this room. Um, who gonna stop me from taking this? <laughs> I'm curious. Who, 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 who gonna put their neck on the line to do it? I'm curious. curious. That's the point where everyone's like, oh, he's for real. Yeah. Yeah, you can, can put have their it. neck you on the line for this. Yeah. <laughs> Who gonna stop me from taking this? <laughs> I'm curious. He uh I think he ended up with the jersey. I would I would hope so. I believe he ended up with so the jersey. So it was just the one like that the twenty four Kraken on the back with the captaincy. So it was just the, the, the jersey. It's their generic sh- jersey. The generic one. Yeah. But also one of one when NBA players were wearing them last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, yeah. Seattle. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Give Marshawn Lynch yeah. his jersey. Just give him a jersey. Because here's Agent the thing. City was wearing one. If you yeah. don't give it to him, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. He's just gonna take it. <laughs> who gonna stop me from taking Argue. this? Yeah. I'm curious. Who 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 gonna put their neck on the line to do? He would run through a security staff like the Saints in 06. Like that, that <laughs> it, it would not matter. 
uh, what what you Beast tried quake. to do. Also, I would love. You think to you'd have... try and pass it to someone on the other side of the door? Oh, and they'd pick it off like and... just before he got through. Yeah, oh, maybe. Instead of running. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a I... little shoehorn. It wasn't my best work. I don't know. It worked. Mm. I thought it worked. I thought like maybe not 100 percent landed, but it got there. Um, I forget <laughs> what I was. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I forget what I was going to say. No. Oh, Sarcastic I would. I wish life. I had the confidence. That instead of thinking, oh, this is obviously for the year 2024. It's, oh, no, no, this is a reference to me. <laughs> no, uh, screw the year. It this has is, my this number. Is me. Yeah, it this has, has my, my number. number. You know what I mean? You act like this ain't. Why else would it have my number on it? My number. Not. Well, it's 2023, and in like 40 days, it's gonna be 2025. That can't be it. It's me. You act like this ain't. Why else would it have my number on it? I also like the boat horn to replace the curses. Yeah. Nice touch, Seattle. Why would it say Kraken when for anyone other than me when obviously I was cracking skulls when I was a running back? Like, this is obvious. I was also imagining just him leaving and the video person being like, he didn't record the promo. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're stop? using it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Onwards. We'll ask Brent if he would be able to take Seattle Kraken jersey from Marshawn Lynch when he joins the show around the corner. He's made his way into studio. Yep. He's here to break down the Flames and the Predators. We'll do that just after 8 o'clock. Hour 2 of the Big Show is going to be up wherever you get your podcast shortly. Great hour, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just outstanding. Crushed it. Make sure you go back and listen to that one multiple times, yeah. I would say. And see, like, turn it up really loud so you can hear maybe my notebook land behind me when I throw it for dramatic effect. It wasn't the best for radio, I'll say that much. We'll try and do better in 8 o'clock. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.